Hello everybody, how are you this evening? I hope everyone is doing well. I am of course Ariston Sam, author and entrepreneur. Um, thank you so much for joining me on this evening as we continue our series, What Men Want, They Hurt Too. So I must admit, before I even think about talking about anything, I want you all to know that I am mentally exhausted. And <clears throat> the reason why I am going to talk about my mental exhaustion for just one second, because I think it's important. I think that so many times we, um, we, we practice our self-care. We try to seem, you know, a whole lot more than what we are. I know that's not proper English. Um, hi, Don. How are you? Oh, I love what Dawn said. Dawn said she is fine with what they want. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. That's very, very nice. And that's how we should be. We should be okay with what they want because a lot of them are okay with what we want if we have the right man. And so before I start talking about our men, I want to talk about my exhaustion. I'm just mentally tired. You know, sometimes you just get tired and you have all these things that you deal with in life and just balancing everything. And sometimes you just get mentally exhausted. So I'm just in my time where I'm mentally exhausted. So this year and part of last year, I was just mentally exhausted. And so I'm just working through it, of course. And one of the things that I want to note is, though, even though I am mentally exhausted, <clears throat> there's only so much I can do about that exhaustion. And that does not mean that I stop my life. That does not mean that I underperform. That means that I keep on going with what I have and I keep on doing my best and I keep on showing up for God every day because he's the one that's blessing me. And actually today I was sitting on my bed and uh, good evening, Teresa. I was sitting on my bed and I was just, I told you, I'm just exhausted and I'm just like, Lord, like, what do you want from me? And I know what the Lord wants from me and I'm giving it to him. But, you know, we ask these things over and over again because, you know, for me, I stay in a surrendered state. You know, Lord, what is that you want from me? And, you know, I just pictured my mental exhaustion. But right when I was picturing my mental exhaustion, the Lord just flashed a scene before me. And in that scene, you know, he was just strengthening me to get up and to continue to fight. And then I had to fight back, you know, because one of the things that the enemy wants, guys, is he wants your mind. And if he can get your get your mind, then he can stop you from doing a whole lot of things. He can stop you from producing a whole lot of things. He can stop you in your relationships. He can stop you um, being a good mother, being a good friend, um, being good to yourself. You know, the enemy can do all kinds of things. And so the Lord was just letting me know that he has given me the strength and that I can stand on my two feet and I can fight back because the enemy does not have control over me, my life, my mind, my family, you know? And so I just wanted to share that with you a little bit about my mental exhaustion. And with my mental exhaustions, I will not be praying tomorrow live. I will be taking prayer requests and I will send them in the inbox, but I won't be doing live community prayer. Um, and a lot of my exhaustion this week is I have not been feeling well. I have a sinus infection. Anybody with sinus infection, you know, you just kind of cloudy and your mind is just being messed with. And so I just haven't been feeling well. So today, guys, we are going to... Hi, Anthony. How are you? Thank you for joining me. 
Um, so today, guys, we are going to continue our talk. Today, we are going to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman and what men want. And I am addressing this because there are some men who did um, say that that's what they want. They want a Proverbs 31 woman. Now, I know some women um, is mainly the ones with the bad attitudes. You know, well, what is he doing? You know, and right there, we're starting off wrong. When we're asking, you know, what what is he doing? What does he want? Why does he think he deserve a Proverbs 31 woman? And I think that that's the wrong way to start off because we want a good man. If you ask yourself, do you want a good man? All women want a good man, right? And just like women want a good man, a man wants a good woman. It's not fair for a man to be a good man and a woman not be a good woman. So if we, thank you, Don, if we learn to work together, we can be a good man and we can be a good woman as well. Okay. So, um, the Proverbs 31 woman, it is packed full of stuff and I'm not going to go through all of it, but it is, I mean, it is a phenomenal woman. Now, before I talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, the Proverbs 30 woman is not born overnight. It's not something that you just wake up being just like your men don't wake up and they're kings and they have their castle in order and they have everything in place and no, and they're developed. No, that's not how it happens. And that's one thing that we have to all understand. Thank you, Anthony. Um, that's one thing that we all have to understand is that it's a t it's time and it's a process, but we can make that time and that process be go go along well or we can really cause it to be really rocky and so we have to have two people who are at least willing willing doesn't mean that you know everything willing says that you will take responsibility for your actions and that you will do what you need to do as a man or as a woman to make things right at some point somebody is going to get weaker you have to be able to compliment that that opposite sex so if it's the woman sometimes she's going to get weaker the men have to be strong vice versa women the men are going to weak we have be become weak we have to be their what their strength and it's okay to be that because that is a relationship that is us flowing in harmony all right so when we talk about the proverbs 31 woman this woman is a phenomenal woman and to just read the scripture it seems like she's doing absolutely everything it's like she's taking care of the house. She's working. She's um, meeting her husband needs. She's just doing doing it all. Buying land. She's doing it all. Okay. We do have those women. Those are those women who are just really, they're just go-getters. They they just know what they want and they just go. All right. And it's nothing wrong with that. Most men are attracted to women who are doing something. You know, I know my husband loves me my husband just absolutely just thinks it's wonderful that I can do all the things that I do and you know all my different experiences he loves that okay and um when I was uh I was at a church and I was speaking you know I didn't want to speak because all I could think of is I have to go behind my husband and my husband's a really really good preacher and I'm like I can't go behind this man that's not I'm not the same as him you know, but one of the things I noticed, my husband was my biggest cheerleader. You hear me? I, I de The Lord definitely touched me and I definitely did my thing. But my husband was rooting me on. My husband was standing up. My husband said, I was so blessed. He was like, I didn't know you had all of that in you. 
He said, that is my happiness. That is my joy. It blessed me so much. Now we're talking about a man who's been a preacher for the last 15 years and not just any kind of preacher. One of them Holy Ghost fire preachers, okay, that you see on television. He's one of those, you know, and so to hear him say that, that was so encouraging to me. Whereas I'm like there, I can't come behind him because of the man that he is. But he was so encouraging and he just really enjoyed I mean, he just went, he just, just marveled over it, you know, and it just really blessed my soul. So good evening, Sharice. How are you? So, you know, that women, what if we do that to our men? How will that make our men feel to gloat and just marvel over them for something they've done? All right. That is one of the things that a Proverbs woman, 31 woman does. She knows what to do. She knows how to take care of her family. She knows how to take care of her men. She knows what to do. Why is that? It's because she is a woman that fears God. Let me read one of the scriptures. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. That's Proverbs 31, and that was 11 and 12. This Proverbs 31 woman does not have a sense of entitlement. She's not sitting there looking for you to do everything while she sits at home and does nothing or sits at home and does does something, but exactly what she wants. All right. That's not a, a, a Proverbs 31 woman. And there are some women who do feel entitled. They do feel like they shouldn't have to do absolutely anything, that they shouldn't support their husband in their businesses or their ministries or anything else, that they should just be able to get their hair done and their nails done and they should just be able to enjoy life. Well, if you are that kind of woman, ask yourself, why do you feel like you deserve that? Who are you? What is so good about you that you deserve to allow your husband or your mate to struggle? Okay. And while you put pressure on him to provide this fancy lifestyle for you that you can't even afford, but you're going to make sure that you push him and that you pressure him and that you manipulate him and that you make him feel bad for not being all of those things that you want him to be. Who are you that you should expect that? Okay. Now, some women can uh, attribute it to their, their good and bad. Well, I put it on him and he going to pay for it. I've heard women say that. And that is, I don't know who taught somebody something like that, but that is wrong teaching. And whoever were to teach their daughter that, why would you teach your daughter that they can just sit there and have really good sex with their husband and that's the key to everything? No, honey, it's way more than good sex. You can get good sex anywhere. And if you pay for it, you can really get some good sex. Okay? And so, um, I said that with too much enthusiasm. I'm sorry. I've never paid for sex. (laughs) I just said it with so much enthusiasm, you know, but some women are led to believe that. And so when you have the women like that and they take these mindsets into these relationships, it destroys them. Okay. Because they think that they ought to have something that they absolutely don't deserve. And that is the reason why they can't build their house and they're steadily tearing it down with their mouth because they're self-centered and they're focused on what they want. All right. Let's read some more about this Proverbs 31 woman. I, it, it, was, it was a lot, but I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. So this woman, she has a lot of strength. She carries herself well. 
and she's laughing at the days to come. That means that she's not easily disturbed because she understands that God is her foundation. And because he's her foundation and she fears him and she depends on him for everything, she doesn't get easily disrupted. Now, that disruption is very important. Why? Because if you are in a household and you have a man and you guys begin to experience financial troubles, most people who don't have that foundation do what? They begin to lose it. That is where the tension and things that we talked about all week, that is when that stuff begins to build up because we don't know what to do. And oh my gosh, and now this and now that, and now you're getting all excited. Your attitude is changing. You're changing. You can't be bothered. You can't have sex because you can't think straight because you're trying to figure out how you're going to get that money and all kinds of things. But the Proverb 31 woman, she's strong. Why? Because she's more than likely been through a lot of adversity. And because she fears the Lord, he's strengthened her and he's given her everything that she needs to be able to make it through. So therefore, when calamity strikes, her perception is different. Instead of being a hindrance to her husband in a relationship and making that man feel bad and tearing up his ego and degrading him and all those things, she's able to speak life. She's able to tell him that, honey, it's going to be okay because God is going to work it out. So this is the difference between the godly relationship that someone had asked me about earlier in the week from the ungodly relationship, because the ungodly relationship doesn't necessarily have those components. Now, I'm not saying that an ungodly relationship won't work because I have um, been in relationship with people who had a totally different sense of who God was and definitely not the same God as I had. They knew how to love way better than some of the godly men that I've been been with. Okay, so it has nothing to do with that. However, I know from experience that things work a little bit better. If you have that strong foundation, you have God in your life and you guys are both uh, equally yoked and you guys are kind of heading in the same direction. Okay, but a woman who don't have that foundation, they're not going to be able to speak that life into their mate. They're not going to be able to encourage them to. Keep on moving forward because it's going to be all right. All right. There's not very many things that I'm shaking over because I've seen God too many times, you know, and I'll share something. My husband and I were talking. Um, we're building a church in um, in Ghana. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of money to build a church. And, you know, the people in Ghana, a lot of them, you know, the members and stuff, they don't necessarily have big bucks to contribute. So it's not no, you know, 5,000, 200, 300, $400 pledges. It's none of that. And so a lot of what uh, my husband and I do, we have to be financially responsible for these things. And so there is some stuff coming up and, you know, we're, we're discussing it. Like, you know, we're not going to get sit here and get all, you know, frazzled about it. You know, we're going to tell the members, okay, you know, this is where we're at. We're trying to go to our next our, our, our phase, our next building phase, and this is what we need. We're going to tell them that, and then we're going to trust God because we know that they can't provide all the money that we need for this project, but we serve a God who we know can. Whether he touched somebody's heart or he blesses some other opportunity to come through, we're not worried about it. Why, why aren't we worried about it? Because our foundation is solid. We trust God. And so we're able to encourage each other. Does that mean that every now and again that one of us won't be like, oh, my gosh, what are we? Gonna, you know what I'm saying? No, we might say, what are we going to do for like two minutes? And then we're like, oh, we're going to do the same thing we did last time. We're going to trust in the Lord. OK, but that's the difference between a Proverb 31 woman 
in a regular woman. Okay. Now I'm not saying that and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a proverb 31 woman. Um, I love God and I, I do a lot of, a lot of very good things, but I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to just say I'm just this proverb 30 woman. I just do everything. I'm not going to say that. Okay. But I'm just giving a difference, um, between, you know, what, what a man is looking for, some of the qualities that he's looking for. Um, let's read some more stuff. Um, where is it? Where is it at? When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Now, this means that, that this woman is prepared, all right? She's prepared. She sees things, okay, that the man does not necessarily see. Now, we all have our roles in our relationships. Women, they're very wise. They, they have that intuition and they, they just know stuff, okay? But that Proverb 31 woman, she knows before it happens. That's why she's prepared. So when the winter time come, we don't have to break and run and figure out where we're going to get coats and do. No, she's already went ahead and she's thought of that. Every man wants that. Why? Because this Proverbs 31 woman is taking the load off of the man. All right. Now, that does not mean the man isn't doing anything. It means that she is taking the, the responsibility and the load that she can handle because it's within her natural abilities. All right. And that's going to help the man do what? Focus and lay a, a firm foundation for them, a foundation that she can water and grow. Okay. So we have we have our roles going on here. So, yes, while the man is biblically is the head, you know, he's the more responsible, um, I guess, according to the Bible, the more responsible gender. All right. The woman comes along and she compliments that. Does that mean he's better than her? No, it just means that he has a different strength. He has a different mindset. And the woman is to come along and she's to compliment that she's to draw those things out. I'll do it like this. Say we're slow dancing. We're both slow dancing on the, on the dance floor, me and you, okay? One of us, we're what? We have to like kind of lead, but we're dancing together. But there is somebody who's driving the dance, all right? They're driving it. So just picture that in your head on the dance floor. We're both, we're, we're both dancing. We're moving together, but there is somebody taking the lead. But you can't sit there and look and like, oh, wow, he's just tossing her all around. No, we're flowing in sync, okay? And that's... The, the biblical, supposed to be the biblical, my, my interpretation of how that relationship, that headship should go. All right. Now, my husband thinks that the man is the head. The woman compliments him, but the man is the one that has the final say. That's it. Finish. <laughs> my husband's African. You know what I mean? But guess what? I don't mind. I'm tired. So I don't care. He can have it. Whatever he say is fine. You know what I mean? Um, if I disagree with something, I'm, I'm sure I'll tell them. But up until now, it's just like, okay, whatever. You know, you have the better idea. I, that's fine with me. I, I don't want to lead. I, I'm tired. I got enough stuff on my plate. So you just have it. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with that. Now, some women, they, are, they aren't okay with that. But a good man that knows how to lead, a woman won't have a problem submitting to them. All right? My husband knows how to lead, so I don't have a problem submitting. Does that mean I agree with every single solitary thing down to the very last detail? No. Do I voice my opinion? Yeah. In a nice, respectful manner, like you're supposed to do. Not to cause an argument, not to belittle, but to just say, hey, have you thought about this? I mean, I like what you said, but can I add this to it? 
there's a way in which you do it. And it's not a woman being weak because I'm a very strong woman. I'm very independent. All right. But I know how to bring myself here so that I can love properly love my husband, properly support my husband, properly support my husband's vision. Okay. And that's what that proverb 31 woman is. Okay. Let's see. I want to, I want to point to something. Where is it at? It's about her clothes. Uh, just hold on for a second, guys. I'm sorry. Cause it's something about her clothes that I wanted to um, make note of because I got a message about um, the way women dress and the way they keep herself, the way she keep herself. Oh goodness, I can't find it. Anyway, somewhere in here, she they talk. She talks about. Um, oh, here it go. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Okay. So there, this scripture is talking to me. This is my interpretation of how she carries herself. Fine linen. In purple, she's she's royalty. She's you know she's elite, and it's the way she carries herself. She has an air about her. Okay, so that means that she takes care of her body. Um, they they have a, a thing here where talk about you seeing the strength in her arms. That means she's more more than likely physically fit. Okay, and I want to talk about that for a second is because and ladies don't get upset. All right, but you know one of the guys was talking about and he was talking in particular about black women. He said, and this is not all black women, so don't get upset with me. But he was saying that, you know, black women tend to look good to get you. And then when they get in a relationship, they automatically just let themselves go and think that it's okay. All right. But he said, but you look out the window. And he didn't say, he said, you look out the window and you see the lady running every day with her three row stroller with the kid in it, keeping fit and in shape for her man. That's important. That's important. Just like you want your man to look good and you don't want your man to look sloppy. He wants you to look the same way. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Maybe because I don't want a man with a beer gut. My husband is tall and he's slim and trim. I don't want no fat man with no beer gut. It's not to say that it's wrong because I have, I have, you know, had boyfriends before that were, you know, large or whatever. But my preference is slim with no beer gut. All right. It's okay. And so we shouldn't get mad when they want us to look a certain way. My husband wants me to look a certain way. My husband does not like bigger women. That's okay. That's fine. I don't happen to like to be the bigger size because the bigger size on me doesn't look good. I've been both. All right. I don't want to be skinny either. Skinny, skinny. Because I don't like the way that looks on me. It doesn't look too good. All right. So. It's a personal preference and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a man wanting a woman to look good, to have her hair done. All right. And not to just walk around in sweats with, with ninny rags on their head all day. It's okay for him not to want that. You can't be mad and, and pull the, well, you know, you love me for who I am. And no, 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 forget all that because you don't want him walking around looking like a slob all the time either. And so I do think that as women, we can, you know, if, if that's our husband's desire to make sure that we do look nice for them. All right. My husband doesn't like makeup. I'm, I'm okay with makeup. I don't really have to have it. You know, I do my eyebrows a little bit sometime and, you know, my lips, I'm not a, you know, a foundation and all that stuff that drives him nuts. I can't, I don't, I, I don't even wear it. You know what I mean? He likes my natural beauty. 
Well, I, I like the way I look when I do put on like a nice full face of makeup. I do like the way I look when I do that. But he don't like it. So, you know, it's just, it's okay. So I do it every now and again, maybe once or twice a year, you know. But um, he doesn't like that. And that's his preference. And so I think that we have to be willing to cater to what they want. They They are our men. We've chosen them. We said that we would love them and we would be there. And so we have to be okay with the things that they need, that they want and that they need. They are the ones looking at us because guess what? If we don't keep ourselves together, if we don't hear what it is that they want, they're going to, the eyes, things, they're going to start wondering. All right. Because if you don't have yourself together in a home with your funky attitude, don't know how to say nothing nice. And then you want to walk around looking raggedy all the time. What in the world kind of man you think you about to keep? Not a good one. He going to dip out on you. Is he wrong for that? Of course. Of course. However, he probably didn't told you in so many words, but you didn't want to listen. And so we have to be really careful about listening because we want to omit so many different things. All right. Now, for us who have had kids, you know, some of us, it's hard to get rid of some of that baby weight and stuff like that. It's a, it's a, it's a work. Now, some of us, we're just never going to have flat stomachs, all right? Well, some, some men are okay with that, okay? But when it's just getting too much and it's just getting too out of hand for that man, then we have to be cognizant of that and we have to be willing to say, okay, honey, well, you know, let's work out. Same thing with your man. If you have a man and he's getting big, don't sit there and just talk about him. Look at you. You just looking all, no, babe, let's go work out together. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how you do that. You don't criticize them. You don't talk about them. You don't make them feel bad. Let's work out together. And that's you saying, you need to lose weight. I want you to lose weight. We're going to work out together. You know what I mean? And so we have to be careful of all of those things. And when we're looking at the Proverbs 31 woman, she's a gentle woman. She's a kind woman. She's a woman at the beginning. It says she is worth far more than rubies rubies are valuable it's a gem and she's worth so much more okay because of the way she carries herself because of her attitude because of her love because of her gentleness do you see how i'm talking to you right now this is how we are supposed to be talking to our men this is how we are dealing with our men we aren't supposed to be doing all that yapping and that yelling and all those motions but speaking to them in love and in a nurturing voice as if we were talking to our two-year-old. Now, that is not an insult, but I'm giving you an example of how he would really appreciate you talking to him. All right? Miles Monroe said, A good woman makes it hard for a man to go to work in the morning. And um, God rest his soul. It's resting. That's for sure. Um, for you that don't know Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, he and his wife, he was a big time pastor over in the Bahamas, but he and his wife um, died in a plane crash together. Um, that was just so sad uh, some number of years ago. But he said that he, he he said he don't even not don't even look at another woman because of how his wife take care of him, how she take care of the house, how she take care of the home. Right. When you do those things, that makes a man do want to do whatever it is that you want. Now, granted, there are conditions there are prerequisites. You can't just go take in any old kind of man because some men need some extra. They have some damage that they have to get taken care of before they can be productive in a relationship. Okay. But most men, a lot of men, 
if you love them, if you are gentle, if you um, really invest in them and, 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 and help them to become that idea man. They will appreciate that. They will love you. And when they get to where they're going, they're going to make sure they take care of you. But so many of us lack the time, the patience. Now, some men are not going to change, just like some women are not going to change. I just heard my son on the phone. Hi, how are you, George? Is it Jorge? It might be Jorge. I'm sorry. Um, It's like I heard my son talking on the phone. He said, I don't trust females. I don't trust them. They're not right. They cheat. They do this. He's 15 years old. You know what I mean? And they already have that idea, but that's what the kids are saying. They they're they're saying that the 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 girls of this generation they are they aren't like they used to be. They're very different. Okay, so just like we have a lot, we have a, a group of bad men, we have a group of bad women. Both sides have been hurt. They don't want to see anything anything different. They just want to have sex and go on about their business. Well, we leave those ones alone. All right, that's all in choosing the wrong one that's all in settling that's all in communicating your needs can you meet them or not period all right aside from that when you have a man that you can see potential in or a man who maybe he is a little messed up but he just needs you to love him out of that we have to be okay with that we have to be willing to do that if he's a good man if we've prayed about it if god has said okay you know what this person in your life is is there for a reason i have a friend who um, she was volunteering at an organization and it was for uh, people who was in drug rehab. And, you know, somehow she started to fall for one of the clients. And I remember talking to her. She was like, you know, I'm having a problem. She's like, I fell for one of my clients and, you know, they got me on camera kissing them. And she was like, I, I'm so embarrassed. I just, I know it's not right. And I, I don't know what I'm doing. And so one thing I asked her, cause you know, she's a believer and I said, well, I said, he's a recovering addict. She was like, yeah. I said, well, how was his life with God? She was like, well, you know, I don't know. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really like believe in God or anything like that. And so I said, you know, I said, you don't know why you're in this life. You don't know why you're there. Um, she's rich. So she was just there for volunteering. She didn't need any money. She said her exact words is I have more money than I know what to do with. I don't need any more. So I just want to volunteer. And so um, I said, well, you don't know what God has and why he has you there. And I said, you know, if you guys have been talking about God and she said he did tell me he wanted to go to church. I said, well, why don't you just hang out and see what happens? I said, you might want to quit the job because that definitely is maybe a conflict of interest, you know, client patient kind of thing. And I said, because you don't know why God cross, uh, you know, allowed you guys to cross paths. And um, sure enough, a year later, they are married, happily married. You know, she was able to introduce him to Christ. You know, he gave his life to him and he's in ministry now and, and they're working as a powerful team. Things aren't perfect, of course. You know, any kind of relationship, anytime anybody been with somebody more than five minutes, it's going to be it's going to be an issue. Um, but, you know, they're working through their issues and they love each other and they have a solid relationship. All right. So we don't know why God does the things he does and put the people in our life that he put in our lives. We're not going to just wake up perfect. The guys aren't going to come to us perfect. The women aren't going to come to us perfect. OK. And so we really just have to begin to think about those things in um, our present relationships where we are. And just even doing this um, this week for me, I was able to see some things about myself that I needed to change. You know, I would like to think that I have it all together, but I don't. 
Okay, there is always room for improvement because we are always growing. We are always evolving. We are developing. All right. And so I was able to even see some flaws in myself, you know. And so I said a few things to my husband. And he was like, you know, like, you know, that that side eye kind of thing, you know. Well, I've, I've realized some things and I want to change them and I want to correct them. You know what I mean? And so we have room for improvement, but we have to, you know, look at the scripture. We have to look at our relationship with God. We, all those things we have to consider because all those things is, is what's going to make your relationship work. Again, it's not going to be easy. All right. But when you have two people and they have a strong relationship with the Lord, or even if they don't have a strong one, if the Lord is in the middle of it, we, you can make it work. Okay. What did I think about your question? Um, Jorge, I didn't see a question on here. I just seen a hello and Babe. I don't know what that means, but no, I didn't see a question. So I do apologize. Um, so if you will type the question in, I'll answer it. I'm sorry. So guys, um, so yeah, so as we wrap up this week, um, I just wanted to leave you with that um, because, again, somebody said something earlier in the week about godly versus ungodly relationships. And, and again, guys, it does make a difference because, you know, you're a little bit more malleable when you have that that God in you because the Lord is going to um, he's going to open your eyes. He's going to help you see your flaws, that conviction will set in. And so that's the 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 difference between the godly and the ungodly relationships and you have the tools that you need to manage and to make it so hopefully next week um, i've reached out some to some guys so hopefully next week i'll have some um guys that will be on my live with me that way they can tell it from their perspective so what i've done is i've been their voice for this week based off of the things that they said and um so hopefully next week I have a few of them lined up and, and they'll come on the live and they'll, you know, talk about their side and just help you further explain and just really get in there really, really good. Because I want us to understand. I want us to understand because, you know, everything I do is about personal development. It's about growth. It's about our relationship with God is being better, being stronger, being more successful, being more financially aware, all of those things, because that is what makes a person whole. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go wrap up, um, wrap up for tonight. I did not start with prayer, so I have to end with prayer. I don't know why I forget. Um, what's your opinion on it? What are you thinking? Thinking. Okay. I guess I'm confused about your question. My opinion. Thinking about what, what's my opinion on what? That's what I'm confused. With. I don't. Babe, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. So I don't know if that's a, a, a word. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a different religion. I don't know what that is. So I do apologize. Uh, so you have to tell me what that is. And then I can maybe try to answer your question. But I'm going to close this out in prayer. And then if he has his question up, then um, I'll go ahead and answer it. Father God, I thank you for this time, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the viewers, the listeners. The, and I just ask, Lord, that you would just touch and bless us all, O oh God. Father, I ask, Lord, that you will just penetrate our hearts as women, Lord, to help us see ourselves, O oh God, to help us understand, Lord, the changes that we need to make as women, O oh God. Help us to be okay, Lord, with if we have to making that change first, O oh God. Lord, because we want to create that peaceful environment, that uh, uh, environment of love, an environment where our, our significant others can feel safe, O oh God. So, Father, I'm asking, Lord, that you will just strengthen us in who we are, O oh God, 
Help us to understand, Lord. Take care of us, oh God. Lord, show us, Lord, what we need to do. And Father, I pray for our men. I'm asking Lord, that you would just bless our men. Lord, I'm asking Lord, that you would just strengthen them, oh God. Lord, they carry a heavy load, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, that you will empower them, oh God. Give them the strength. Give them the wisdom that they need, Lord, to continue to provide for us, oh God, to continue to lead us, oh God, and to allow you to lead them, Lord. So, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would just take our men's pain away, Lord, that you would just heal some of their brokenness, Lord, because some of our men have gone through so much in life, Lord, and the burden is so heavy, oh God, and those emotions are buried, Lord, and we're just asking, Lord, that you would just touch them and that you will meet them in that place of need right now. And, Lord, we just thank you, and we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. So what actually they are into it. Okay, I'm sorry. I just I I babe they're they're okay, I'm sorry, I just don't understand your question. Um so what actually they are into it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't understand your question. If if babe is something that they're into, I will have to totally look that up because I don't know and I will have to address it next week. Uh, when I get on because I have no idea um, what that is. So I do apologize. So thank you guys so much for joining me. And I hope you guys have a good evening. Of course, I love comments. I love feedback. If there's something that I didn't quite address that you wanted me to, you can always inbox me. If there's something that needs further explanation, uh, just inbox me and let me know. Uh, for my Periscope people, you can follow me on Facebook under Ariston CM or Instagram. I'm so Ariston. And um those are the ways you can reach me. So thank you so much. Um, and Jorge, you can inbox me on Facebook and I, I can try to understand what you mean. Um, but if not, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Teresa, for hanging out with me. Uh, my Instagram, Jorge, is I'm so Ariston. I am S-O-A-R-I-S-T-O-N. I'm so Ariston. So you can reach me there or you can just put in Ariston C-M, A-R-I-S-T-O-N-C-M. Thank you so much, guys, and you guys have a good night. If you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston C-M, or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.